Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Gerald Borgay is out at the Suns practice facility and will be calling in here shortly. How are you guys doing? Happy Monday. Good, good. Yeah, happy Monday to everybody. We're just glad to have you back because things went uh, <laughs> a bit awry. Uh, I'm, I'm not... As adroit at uh, hosting as I used to be. So I listened to Friday's show and just the amount of chaos around the ad reads was really funny because it made me feel better about my really chaotic ad read a week before that. I was like, okay, at least we're all on the same page. Oh, it was. <laughs> I had to apologize to Max, our sales guy, for how bad they went. So. They they did they did go off the rails, but they were funny still. I found them yeah. entertaining. I yeah. laughed through them. So. I don't know. There's something about us, but every time he talks, I just want to interrupt him. And so, uh, yes. yeah, I did that a couple times. My man, couple times. <laughs> feels yes. like it. I feel like you guys. If there was like a work relationship, like you know, they say you always have a work wife or a work husband. Well, you guys are each other's work husbands and wives, both of them. Anyway, happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for being here. We do have some really exciting news that we're going to share with you off the top of the show because we can't bury the lead. Well, we could. Let's not do it. No. Saul, tell the people what they need to know. Let's go fucking hang out, son. Yes. Let's go. Takeover. It's our first ever Suns takeover. We got 50 tickets for uh, for sale right now, and you can come hang out. At the Portland Trailblazers game, you get a ticket to the game, you get free beer, you get a buffet of food over at the Ainsworth, and then we walk across the street, we just mob together and have a great time uh, watching Dame Lillard get uh, the brakes beat off of him by our Phoenix Suns. There is not, you can't get more entertainment uh, for 75 bucks anywhere. No. You get to hang with us, which eh, you can take it or leave it, but you get great food, free drinks, and you get to go hang out at a Suns game. I think that is a... That's about all you can ask for. Yeah, so we're going to social that out. We'll put it in the Discord, of course, and make sure everyone, all of you guys can find links and access to all of that. But plan to come hang out with us because it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a great time. And like these guys said, food, drinks, sun's basketball, hanging out with your friends. Like what more could you ask for for a Friday night? It's going to be fun. And if you're a member, you can get first chance at uh, getting those tickets. That is true. So look out in the Discord 
for that link and via email. So we'll be uh, we'll be hitting you up soon. Hey oh, what an exciting way to start a Monday show. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Okay, let's bring in Gerald Borgay. <laughs> Hi, Hi Gerald. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Glad you're back and that we don't have any more ad reads that are going to go horribly off the rails this week. <laughs> Gerald, you ye of little faith. We'll have ad reads that go horribly off the rails with or without Lindsay. This so. is facts. This is That's true. That's a fair point. So, Gerald, you are out at the Suns practice facility because they had practice today and then some other things were kind of happening. I think my biggest question, though, first and foremost, is where the hell is Cam Johnson's extension? That's a good question. We are less than an hour away from the deadline now to get a rookie scale extension worked out. At this point, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't have an extension in place by that 3 p.m. deadline, uh, which is unfortunate because I think we've talked about this before. That salary cap is going to shoot through the moon with that new TV deal. So even a deal approaching $20 million a year is not going to be as significant a few years from now. Um, and you kind of don't want to have to go through restricted free agency again. You know, they, they got D.A. at a slight discount by not giving them that five-year max. But as we saw over the summer, like, the business side is hard to keep separate from the emotional side of things. At some, And if guys want to be here and if they're good, you would like to get something worked out. But uh, it's not looking too good on that front right now based on the fact that we've heard absolutely nothing about it. I mean, I, there there have been plenty of uh, times in, in sports history where things come in either right at the, the, the deadline or a little bit afterwards because you just didn't realize that it had already gotten processed. So I don't know. I still have hope that something in the next 30 minutes uh, we'll get some word. But uh, that's why we left Gerald in the Transformation Center Part 2. <laughs> <two. laughs> Gerald, I don't know if you have the answer on this. I, you know, I have some speculation but i don't know for sure who's making the call on this with robert sarver suspended and looking to sell this team does that decision uh to allow a contract extension to be on the books fall with uh the sam garvin who's acting as the governor of the team right now and does it does all this become more complicated because they're trying to sell the team I think it has to. Uh, at Media Day, James Jones had said, you know, they're going to go through, you know, top-down hierarchy with starting with Sam Garvin and working their way down. They're going to approach it as they would. He didn't make it sound like there would be any limitations based on kind of the fluctuating state of who actually owns this team right now. Um, so I don't think it's something that would hold them back from getting a deal done, but you just never know with this type of stuff. If it was the case where, you know, his hands were totally tied, it's not like James Jones would come out and say that publicly anyway. Um, I, I do think that it's not a factor here, but it very well could be for all we know. Have you heard any whispers being over there at practice? Like, was there any sort of like telltale signs or indications that we might get a Cam Johnson extension before this deadline passes? Not really. I mean, Cam was just kind of shooting around practicing as normal. And, um, you know, normally when we get in on practice, it's after practice where they're all just kind of shooting around. We don't get to see much of practice itself, unfortunately. Um, you know, we did talk to Monty and DA and they gave their thoughts on, on a potential Cam Johnson extension, the process of going through that. Um, but there wasn't really any indication one way or another about whether he thought a deal would get done. We were hoping to get a hold of him, but the Suns had some sort of team meeting that they had to kick us all out for. And then by the time we got back in, he was gone. So 
you know, I don't want to read into anything along those lines, but not really an indication either way. They're pretty uh, tight-lipped about this type of stuff for good reason. Anything else from practice that kind of stood out to you, Gerald, outside of the extension talk? Yeah, I mean, not not particularly. I, I think the extension talk was the biggest thing Monty had said. You know, I, I feel for guys that are in this position, and if they want to come to me and talk to me about these things, like, I'm always happy to. But for the most part, he just kind of keeps his distance and lets the business side sorts itself out. And then DA obviously was a great person to ask about this because he went through this process last year. It didn't work out in his favor. Um, so he said that his advice to Cam Johnson was just control what you can control, um, he said, Cam's a smart dude. He's in good hands. He's been putting his head down and focusing on the work. And that's really all you can do in this type of situation. Um, but aside from the contract extension talk, obviously everybody's pretty excited to get back to work on Wednesday. Um, you know, a lot of guys have been asked this week, is it, is there a little extra something to this game? Because it is the Mavs and they've kind of tried to downplay it. But Monty said today, like, I'm not going to lie to you. There is that emotional component to this game but we're going to try to approach it with the right perspective because once the ball's up in the air, it's another game. You're focusing on that instead of the, all the side stuff and all the narratives surrounding this game. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine like as much as you might want to pretend that there's not emotion involved in opening night here for the Suns against the Mavs, there's definitely going to be some emotion yeah. involved. But by the way, we've added in the top corner of the screen, the cam countdown clock. There is now, <laughs> 49 minutes, 47 seconds <laughs> nice. left to get a contract extension. So you, you get that right there. So All right. One of you got to keep uh, Woj and Shams bombs on your phone. So uh, let us know if I'm you working. see one, okay? We're, we're, my phone stays vibrating, so. Okay. <laughs> Gerald, thanks so much for calling in. Hopefully we hear something soon. Maybe you'll still be there and, I don't know, somebody will Zoom chat with you. Who knows? Yeah, I'm going to stick around for a little bit, see if I see anything. But uh, yeah, thank you guys. Also, I forgot to give you injury updates. Cam Johnson campaign should both be ready to go for the season opener. Monty no, said no way, for real. Full practice oh, participants. Shocker. And Landry Shamit, uh, he is still considered day to day with the left hip strain. It looked like he was practicing a little bit more. They should, than just they should definitely sit him and, and make sure that he's 100% rested up uh, for when he returns. Shush. So, you know. Shush. Just as long, yeah. Hey, listen, hey, today's not the day, Landry. We give it, get it another couple days, and we, we, we'll see. I, I assume I Jay's, no words. <laughs> I assume Jay's still banished as well. Uh, that hasn't that hasn't changed either. No, we have not had a Jay Crowder sighting, and I doubt that we will get one. Unfortunately, I, I'm going to put you on uh, uh, go on the spot again here. Another question has come up. Do you know since the team excused him? Is he going to lose pay for games he misses? I, I assume not. I would assume not because they did. it did sound like a mutual decision as far as we're going to do you a solid and keep you away from the team until we can trade you. I, I don't think it's a situation where he's losing money, but even if we ask somebody, we're not going to get an answer on that anyway. Right, but typically unless it's like a – refusal to kind of play sort of yeah. a thing then they can start finding them and I'm, I'm sorry and am i confused what is he doing right now <laughs> but, but when they put out the joint statement that they mutually agreed to not have him come to training camp that was them being but like, how okay, do you fine, think that was going to start though but it's on the team to make that decision <laughs> is what i'm saying you can neither you can either put all of the pressure on the player 
and blame them entirely and then start finding them. Or you can mutually agree to find a better avenue, a good trade or some way to mutually separate. Man, getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to just sit at the house <laughs> chilling, playing PS5, man. What a life. Yeah. That's that a was, dream. That was the pandemic for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh, man, that's what kind of job were you doing before you got here? Corporate marketing, <laughs> why, baby. And why did you leave? I, I took a step down from doing you of thousands guys, of so. dollars to do that. Uh, oh, my God. Poor life choices. But yeah, he's definitely getting... <laughs> wait. Did we get Cam Johnson news? Hello, Did just it. hit us in the in the chat. Let's look. Oh, no. Gerald. I don't see anything. Hello, are you lying to us? I don't see anything. <laughs> this it, is hello. bullshit. Oh, he's. Then they said the news is that there is no news. Thanks. Hello. Damn it! He got this us. Is, this is why we. This Rude. is why we don't Son listen a, to the chat. Son of a. All right. Well, Gerald, thank you so much for popping in and giving us your updates. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. What Gerald doesn't know is during that, I messaged him and told him he has to stay in the parking lot to see if he can find Cam uh, until three o'clock. So I was really hopeful because, OK, so when Gerald had mentioned, obviously, that they had to they went in, they talked to Monty, they talked to D.A., then they were ushered out because they had to have like a NBA players meeting or whatever. But that after that meeting was over, they would likely be able to talk with Cam Johnson. So I was like, oh, okay. So they're just finalizing things, like ah. sending things off to the league to make sure everything's kosher. And then after this meeting, we'll be able to talk to Cam and they'll announce that they've had an extension agreement and then the things would be all hunky-dory. Oh, that's so cute that you thought I know, that there was right? something cool. You were, you were in that building. You've been in this business. Nothing works like that, Lindsay. Lindsay, your I innocence know. really befuddles me. My what? Your innocence. I just like to think that at some point in time, we would just have nice things and continue to water those nice things. No. Look, though, right? two, two things for me. If I'm Cam Johnson's agent and I know the salary cap's going up, uh, what what's the benefit for me to lock myself in on that $20 million? Uh, You know, You're taking a chance if he, if he gets injured or craps out this year, obviously, but with the salary cap going up, with a potential deeper pocketed owner coming in before next season, like, I don't know. I might roll the dice, too, if I'm Cam. Yeah, but then you're on the flip side, too. And I know that this is probably not a thought process of Cam, but it's a thought process, I'm sure, of people out there. What if he doesn't hold his own in the starting unit? <laughs> what if he gets a really in insanely bad injury? That keeps them out for a long time. Like those are things you also have to consider. Yeah, but I'm I'm of the belief bet on yourself, right? Because if that happens, he could sign a one year prove it kind of deal, right? If he wants, thinking that he can come through, or he accepts, okay, I'm going to make ten million a year, and I'm not going to cash in at twenty five million a year. I mean, in in the big scheme of things, is that really that big of a deal? I mean. I'd rather bet on myself and accept that I may have to take less, but I could wind up hitting big as well. It's, For, it's, 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 it goes both ways, though. I mean, like, like Dennis Schroeder is a cautionary tale. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that yes. hundreds of times. He passed up an $84 million Ruthless contract. Thought he, thinking he was like the next one. Nah, son. So, you know, Cam can also look at that and be like, mm, you know, 
how how confident am I in my own ability abilities? And I think that's what you're kind of pointing to. Yeah. Uh, the other thing it was asked in the chat. Uh, this would be the same situation we went through with DeAndre Aiden. Right. He would be a restricted free agent, and the Suns would have the ability to match any offer made to him. Now that's rolling the dice for them too, because some team where you knew DA was likely going to get the max from a team, and you just wouldn't have to put the fifth year on. Somebody could way overpay Cam Johnson in a market to a point where you're not comfortable paying yeah. it because he's not he's not a max guy. So that's that's a big risk they're taking on the opposite side. Somebody could go, that guy could be a, a top three guy in my rotation, and the Suns are already committed to the kind of money for their top three, and they may have to let him go. So that's a big risk on both sides. But the, I know Gerald doesn't think it had a big impact, but not knowing really who's in charge here, a sale being possible and, and not knowing what a new owner would want to do. Those all just make this a, a crappy situation for Cam to be going through a contract negotiation. Right now. Yeah. Somebody in the chat said that their uh, conspiracy theory or putting on the tinfoil hat, I think it was Bailey uh, said, I think that, was it Bailey? Yeah, I so they're not going to give Cam one, so the narrative that they hate DA oh, yeah, gets downplayed. Go. It disappeared on my end. <laughs> but yeah, so that it basically it makes it seem like this is just common practice for us, and it's not an isolated thing. That doesn't with this make it better. Player. Yeah, no. That just... <laughs> we just we just play hardball with all our players and give them the yeah. finger. No, <laughs> I agree. I think it's worse. I honestly, that's one of the other reasons why I was so hopeful that we would get this figured out because I do think it's a bad look on the organization to always allow your players to make, to go to restricted free agents. Yeah, no, it's I don't think that's a good look from, from a player's perspective. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking at as a free agent, looking at multiple teams that want to offer me um, contracts to come play for them. And there's one who it's like one a and one B and one has a track record of always dragging out extensions and paying people. I might think twice. Well, and it's it's playing a bad game of chicken again. Like that could wind up costing you more on the back end or cost mm -hmm. you the player altogether. So what's the point? And I don't think we can say there's any way of doing business that's going to be the norm here because you don't know who's signing the checks. Too much is up in the air. Uh, you know, and I just, this may be that Cam and his people want a much higher number than the Suns want to go to at this point, right? And, and maybe that changes next offseason based on play and based on on who's signing the checks. But both sides are going to roll the dice if this goes beyond the 40 minutes, 46 seconds we have left. Here. Hello, so, said, if you aren't Booker or Shamit, you don't get a contract before the deadline. <laughs> but both different ends of the spectrum there for sure. So. All right, so we talk about gambling a lot on this podcast, and we I do. love to use this as a transition. <clears throat> if there was... A gamble on the DraftKings Sportsbook app that this gets done in the next 40 minutes or does not get done in the next 40 minutes, which one are you taking? I'm going to say it gets done. I'm going to say it's not going to get done because you had all that time and now we're in the final 40 minutes of it. It just, it seems like a stretch. It's like waiting for the, just the sake of waiting. Yeah. Like, what is <laughs> I, the point of this? I mean, they could, they could have it agreed upon. They could be screwing with everybody and they'll drop it right at three just to be like, look, we came to a last second agreement. 
but that benefits nobody. So. Yeah. And then that opens the door for questions of like, well, why was it a last second agreement? <laughs> what was so difficult about this negotiation process? Oh, we agreed two months ago. It just took a while to write the press release. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But listen, you guys, basketball season is officially back. I think we can tomorrow. finally say that. It starts tomorrow. The Suns start on Wednesday. And over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, they've got promos for you guys. So new customers who sign up using the promo code PHNX can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Um, every customer can also boost your guys' winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And we've said it before and we'll continue saying it. DraftKings makes watching sports and basketball specifically so much more fun. It's just a whole nother like game within a game mm -hmm. when you have money on the line and you're cheering for your team or you're cheering against a team. It's just it heightens the experience. So I highly recommend you guys download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Again, make sure you use that promo code PHNX when you sign up and it'll get you some free bets, the potential to get some free bets. Um, just a reminder, though, there are minimum age and eligibility restrictions that do apply. See show notes for all those details. And gamble responsibly. Lindsay, you know what it's a real gamble? What? Leaving and making me read the ads. <laughs> is it a gamble or is it just something that I know what we're going to get and like we've just accepted it's a gamble. it? It's a gamble. It's a gamble. Is oh, it? it's a gamble. It's a gamble. I feel like it's 90% so, so, but, but it's also, but it's also Espo's gamble because he didn't ask us if we wanted to do an ad read. He just did it all on his own. To oh, be, he didn't ask you guys way. at all? Let's, mm -hmm. let's be fair. Mm -hmm. A couple of those, you interrupted me and caused the train wreck. This is true. You did throw a wrench in the machine. So, hey, you, just said, you said, let me just throw this bomb and see what some happens. Some ways got to be the resistance, and I'm happy to do so. Uh, yeah, I enjoy that. Also, what I enjoy is going to Four Peaks yep. to, uh, you know, taste a nice beverage from their brewery. Uh, they have wild wheat. Obviously, you guys know all the, the whole drill, uh, but it, we also have events that we do out at Four Peaks, and our next one is actually a, a tailgate of sorts for Coyotes Hockey's home opener. Nice. Yeah, so that'll How be fun. How was the, the hockey game the, last the Friday? The ASU takeover yeah. was awesome. That was a fantastic night. It was a really cool event. Um, and, uh, yeah, we the post game was insane. If you haven't followed PHNX Sun Devils, you absolutely should. They'll be giving you updates on the hockey team all year. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, we got the Coyotes one coming up on, on Friday the 28th. That'll be fun. It's free to get in. You have a good time and uh, drink a lot of beer and then head over to the ball game. So and have a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's nice to hang out outside now. Too. Not a ball game, the hockey. The hockey. What do they we knew what you were saying. The puck? Yeah, it's a puck. They don't call it a puck. The barn? Game. No, no, no. I, yeah, the like, what do, you, what do they go down to the, go the, down rink. To the rink? They go the down to the rink. Damn it. You know, the thought was there. I know. I you tried. You did well. You did yeah. well. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> but you got compliments from the chat for your transition into it. Thank so. you. Thank solid you. work. Solid work for sure. Solid. Four peaks, you have solid. to be 21 and older. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go, and Emma. I'm trying to drink responsibly. responsibly. Yes. Mm -hmm. 21 and over. Look at look at Emma. Just, See? Just team, team effort. Coming in team here effort. and saving us. That's on what the I like. Harmony. Where were you last week, Emma? You didn't help she me. She tried out. to step up, but it wasn't. I happy. tried and I got talked over, so I just said, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I refuse. I yeah. refuse. All right, let's talk a little more money. Not our money, but other people's money. <laughs> the best kind of money to talk about. Specifically, let's continue talking about the Suns' money because this is a Suns show. 
So listen, I know that we're all kind of over talking about this and we want it all to be rainbows and butterflies, but it just isn't. And we're going to keep talking about it. So just deal with it. There was an article (sighs) from Yard Barker that highlighted what Arizona sports uh, John Gambadoro said about the DeAndre and Sons contract situation. Since we're talking about contracts, let's just talk about it again here. okay? so here's the quote that they had shared um, that Gambo said. And basically it was. For a year now, we've kind of assumed that the best case scenario for the Suns was that somebody else would max out DeAndre and the Suns would just match the offer because they'd save a year and about $45 million. But then he goes on to say, when a sign and trade started to become a possibility, look, the Suns still don't want to pay a center $30 million per year. That's just not what they want to do. They don't believe in that. They like the Kevon Looney angle. Let me pay a center 10 to 12 million and his backup 5 million and spend the money elsewhere. So then within this article, they went on to basically ask the question that we all asked like a month ago when this kind of all sort of seemed like it was going to be settled and over with. Are they in a good position where we're going to see DA in a son's uniform long term? Or is this still just like a holding pattern to try and get off of that contract because they don't value that position for that high of a dollar amount? Look, that's just stupid to me. You shouldn't value the – it shouldn't have to do with the position. It should have to be do with the talent you have at said position, right? And DeAndre Ayton is just a step below the Embiid's and the Jokic's of the world at center, right? And I don't understand why, oh, well, we'd rather have a Kevon Looney. Really? You'd rather have Kevon Looney there uh, and take that hit there both offensively and defensively so you could invest the money where? In your backup you know, whatever, like I'd rather have one of the best starting fives in the league like the Suns do right now and go into the luxury tax if I have to. Because you know what the Warriors also do? They go into the freaking luxury tax. They have like a $430 million, uh, you know, salary cap this year. So I don't I don't want to hear this, oh, we got a nickel and dime it at the center position so we can make a, another position better. No, you commit to just paying the guys that you have that are great talents and figure out how to spend the money more so in other positions in creative ways. That's your job. But to answer your question, Lindsay, <laughs> I, <laughs> Lindsay I think, had a question. I just I heard <laughs> we don't want to pay DeAndre Ayton, and I just saw red. You were going to go there. I was like, <laughs> and then and <laughs> but it then? just never came. Um, yeah, I, I listen for DA specifically. It's going to be really hard here. Let's just say he makes it past the trading deadline this year. Every single year. Mm -hmm. he's going to be talked about as a possible trade um, prospect. And that's not going to be cool when it gets to the point where they, you know, he he gets another contract extension on the line. At that point, he won't be a restricted free agent. He can go anywhere he wants. If they put him through hell just to get every little nickel and dime, he'll remember that and he'll definitely leave. Yeah. I also think it's just like you're not – you shouldn't focus on – the position and how much you want to pay that position. Like you were saying, you pay the player regardless of the position. And if you have a player like DA, you also need to kind of, and we've talked about this a couple of times, you need to create a game plan around the players you have. Like, yeah, sure, you could have a system and try and attract players and find players who fit into that system. But if you have a player with a high talent level, you should also build the system semi around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, and I... I mean, what are you going to be able to get a guy that has the talent on both ends of the court 
that you have with DA at one of these other positions. Like you get, you're a, really lot, gonna... you get a lot of love in the chat right now. So we're like, we more <laughs> love, was crazy love in a variety of different ways. But uh, like Jay says, I would love to see Espo and Stephen A. Smith. I would also Go love ahead. to see that. Look, but to me, like, <laughs> could, could you get could you get a player of that talent on both ends of the court for the money you're supposedly going to save, right? Because you're still going to invest in that math, $17 million into your center position, so you're only gaining another $13 million. You're really going to be able to add another piece that gives you as much talent as having DA there? I just This sounds like nickel and diming, and I hope that this all changes when you have a new owner in place that doesn't want to nickel and dime this crap. So uh, I'm not trying to distract from the the message that Espo just gave out, but we have a comment in the chat, and I'm going to say this as best I can. Uh, Bravo, Espo, Digilio, Cosi, Sifa, Saluti, Dalitalia, Forza? Forza, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but did we, did it we just Italian? says... I think it, it's Italian, right? It is Italian. It just says, good job, Espo. Tell him to do it. Greetings from Italian. Italy, Italy to Phoenix. Hey. Oh, thank you. And I know I mispronounced my last name when it comes to uh, the appropriate <laughs> Italian mispronunciation. So um, he like Espo needs a tinfoil podcast. I mean, we've known we that for a long start time. That, that uh, maybe, would be so fun. Maybe we'll do that as a separate uh, video section. Listen, where I, just I could do get down on a tinfoil podcast. Right. I think it could be hilarious. That would be pretty. Just me in a padded room with a tinfoil hat on. Look, though, I mean, at some point, you just have to look at this and and make a decision. Either you're moving on from DeAndre Ayton or you're committed to him for this contract. Make that decision and and commit to it one way or another and accept what comes of it. Because if you want to talk about bad vibes and distractions, the easiest way to do that is to keep stringing this poor guy along uh, and and making him wonder am i gonna have to move my family in six months and doing that over and over again eventually will corrode the family that you've tried to build in your locker room well and the article went on as well obviously this was the writer's kind of opinion but their thought was that if deandre plays the same or worse than he played last year and the year before we're going to continue to have all of this speculation this conversation will continue but if he takes a step forward and really goes out and dominates, then that might be the only thing. And even that is questionable if that squashes this conversation. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think we're at the point now where I don't think it, it'll ever be fully squashed. You know, unless DA starts getting you like MB type numbers, then yeah, it's all going to be squashed because there's no one in their right mind that would ever trade somebody like that. Um, but, you know, let's just say he gets to like, 23 and 12 this year still going to be in the conversation Mm -hmm. because now he's even more of a valuable uh, prospect for the contract that you'd have to pay out. So I don't think it's ever off the table, to be honest with you. You're probably right. I mean, at this point, unless he's an MVP candidate, you're never going to get past the, the, the comparison that comes with it. So, so you're always going to have this conversation. That's why if they're going to move on from him, just do it when when he's eligible this year and, and stop stop the BS, right? Yeah. Because it like, starts to remind me of the, oh, is Sean Marion going to be here yeah. or not? Yeah. And eventually you wait so long, you get you don't get the value, and, and your championship window closes. So, You know who has no problem getting paid? 
One mm. Sir Charles oh. Barkley. Oh, yeah. So, did I you? Like, I know you guys saw read? this. Well, I knew what <laughs> Charles and TNT have agreed to a new 10-year deal worth, quote, well north of $100 million. So, heard, I've seen, I've seen anywhere between $100 and $200 million for this 10-year contract, which is insane. Don't it's f- extremely insane that Chuck is getting that. And they re-signed all of the... Uh, all of the inside the NBA guys, which TNT had to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You got to roll with these guys. That's they're the best show on television. They're the post game show that is only surpassed by us. So I mean, you gotta uh, you gotta sign them long term. And I'm glad for Chuck because you know what? He was a superstar in an era where they got paid all right, but they didn't get paid like these guys. This is Chuck's. Big payday here. Yeah. This two hundred million. Uh and it, it's life changing for his entire family too, which you know, I, I love that too when people get generational wealth. And you know what it means? We're gonna get even more Charles Barkley content. Because which, if you're paying him two hundred million, you, you're, you're getting never more than gonna be upset about show, that. So. Honestly, okay, you know how we went back to the whole like we kind of conspiracy tinfoil had it ourselves when that whole um, idea of Charles moving to that golf network. Oh, yeah. That it was basically either an ad in and of itself for the network or it was just a way to entertain. Like, he entertained that as a way to to convince these guys to give him even pay, more money. Pay me my yeah. money. Yeah. It worked. It, it did. <laughs> Clearly, it worked. Would you guys ever sign a 10-year deal? You have commitment issues if you have to ask me that. I mean, a 10-year deal. You got married. That's a lifetime. I'm not saying 10-year, $100 million contract. I'm just saying, like, on our normal level, (laughs) would you sign a 10-year deal for a job? Not We're not talking relationships. I got married. We're not talking relationships. I'm talking about a job. Espo cannot. A job. (laughs) He's like, no, but I want to say this. Like, no. No, just a job. Would you sign a 10-year contract for a job? If I'm getting 200 million, yeah. I said on our level. On our level, well, yeah. I mean, there's something in this business, there's some, and in any way of life, there's something to be said for stability, right? Yeah. If that's I true. know that I have a guaranteed paycheck for the next 10 years, as long as I don't do something stupid, yeah, I'd do that. Oh, it's just, it, again, it would depend on cost. Yeah. How much am I getting? Are there escalators? Mm-hmm. Are there things that are going to keep me interested in this motherfucker for 10 years? <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to know all that stuff. So I, it just, it's definitely, if I had to lean one way or another, probably not. 10 years is a really long yeah, time. Yeah, because you could think. To like, be fair, 10 years for Chuck in this particular situation, money aside, TNT for him is is kind of like the creme de la creme, right? Like that's yeah, the top for, for him. <laughs> but well, like for it's, us it's the top like where yeah. do you go that's better or bigger than what he's doing right now for oh, that no. that company but yeah. but what my point was is like okay cool like they might offer you something now when you're talking the millions like whatever that's a little bit different but for us you know like somebody could offer you something today you're like oh hell yeah and then 10 years later you're like man i am getting I bent over ass. on this fucking deal <laughs> well but that that's what you do you, you sometimes you have to trade in a little bit of that growth for the stability. So it comes down to much like Cam's going through with 24 minutes left. Like, do I take what what I can right now and guarantee that stability? Or do I roll the dice knowing that I'm immensely talented, but there's nothing guaranteed? I'm of the mindset where I am in my life right now that I'd take the 10 years of uh, 
Some of security. Stability. But no. in, in five years, I may be in a different mental yeah. place. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the goat. Let's go. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like in 10 years, you change a lot. You do change a There's whole lot. There's a lot going on. That's a very long time. I feel yeah. like for his situation, if like I would take it if I was in his situation. But if it was just like a normal job, fuck no. Well, should we offer Emma a 10-year deal right now and make her choose <laughs> turn it before down. the end of the Emma show? Emma would turn it Allie, down. <laughs> you can't you can't take all of Emma's youth. Ten years, one million dollars. <laughs> yes. One million throughout the ten years. Not each year. Do you take it right now, Emma? Yeah. Emma's just like, no. The, the, I think a lot Take of it up. has to do with your age, too. Oh, like, yeah. Are you at an age range where you can bounce back if something fails no, on you? I'm not. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's what a lot of it could come down to as well. At 21, you can take a gamble on yourself because you got plenty of yeah. time. At 41, maybe not so much. But I think that's I think that's what Chuck's at, too. Like, he's at yeah. this is the last contract he's signing for anything. Yeah. let's be honest he's in his mid-50s he's talked about retirement before i mean this is it so if you can get 200 million to say sayonara this is my last uh, big paycheck damn straight i'd do it okay okay um also uh hello neil thank you for joining us from australia hi we've got some australia uh, stuff coming up soon so stay with us i'm a little uncomfortable a why what jewel said in the chat yeah jewel i'd sign a 10-year one hundred thousand dollar contract even if it required me giving espo full body massage massages on the daily i don't want that so i'm sorry <laughs> uh but thanks for the offer I contract guess. For yeah. mm. it's a weird statement all okay right? when you guys are watching a game or a show or something do you pick the show first and then get your food or do you get your food and then pick the show like are you the type of people if you sit down to like eat a meal and watch something on tv can you start eating before you pick the show or do you have to pick the show before you start eating? No, I, I start eating before I pick the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Espo, what are you? Fun fact, we don't watch shows uh, when we eat. Mm, I mean, that's probably smart. I got a five-year-old at home. And she's not eating. Before she existed, what did you do? Uh, usually, I think we would uh, pick, do the food, pick the food before we pick the show. Okay, Emma? What was the question? You Do you pick the food? Well, yeah, like, do you, or do you just, do you have to find the show before you actually start eating? I'm not, well, so I don't watch shows. I, I like, watch podcasts and stuff. Don't. Whatever so, you're watching, just, do you have yeah, to pick I it pick before it. you start eating? She just said, okay, not. boomer to you. Right? I have to, I have to pick She's the like, show. I don't watch the flick. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not interesting anymore for me. Any, anymore. Like, she's been watching TV forever. Her it's whole just life. not interesting anymore. Her whole I'm 21, <laughs> not 10. The, pro- the, problem, the problem is, is Emma has never seen Standard Deaf. And she's never seen like a tube TV. You know what I mean? She's never so, had to get off the couch to change to the change, channel. Yes, she, you know, like you're in the, acting like I'm like, like fucking a child. You've never had to do any of those things. No, you didn't. Yes, you don't even know standard deaf is. Kidding? Emma's like, is standard deaf a rapper? He sounds good. <laughs> oh my god, guys! No, oh I, god. no, I, I've been, I've had like TVs like that where you have to actually get up and physically touch the little thing. <laughs> 
Back said, in my day, you had to turn thing. a dial. Yeah, you had to put a fucking uh, uh, two pieces of metal, a, a playing card in between <laughs> the, the little thing, so you can make the adjustments to get the screen to what you want to do, man. Oh Wait, my that's gosh! A thing? I oh, oh, yeah. I was. I oh, know yeah. about these TVs, but I never had to actually <laughs> you ever, get. Well, fuck you, Lindsay. <laughs> you I didn't live in a hoity-toity fucking household. I'm just in that middle ground where, like, I'm aware of what you all had to do, but I just didn't have to do it. Hey, I am not on my parents' health insurance anymore. <laughs> Where are we going with this what? show right now? She, she oh. wants you to understand that she's fucking grown. She dog. is a grown ass woman, she's dog. She's grown. <laughs> Rude. Her mom's got to be like our age, so that's a scary thing. <laughs> my mom I actually born have a son. 69. I have a son that's nice. older than Emma. Okay, yeah. let me get back on track okay, yeah, because this, this went way, way, way out to left field unintentionally. The whole purpose of this conversation was to tell you that if you need help deciding what to have for dinner tonight, before you sit down and watch whatever show relaxes you, oh creates God. a good night's sleep for you, Chop Shop is a really good option. Oh, Man, that was quite, I was like, we're quite a way there. Where are we going on this river you of nonsense? Went, you just espoed that ad. <laughs> I did. Congratulations. I did. So what you're going to do tonight is you're going to get in the car. When you get in said car, you're going to put the knob in ship. When you put it in ship, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing right now? If it's now? dark, turn on the headlights. a second and a third oh gear. Oh, my goodness. Make sure you don't accidentally put it in reverse. Hello <laughs> <laughs> said, wow, what kind of a 10-minute transition was Holy that? Holy shit, I love the like, last time. Dude, I took an OGs before this show, and I was like, damn, this is a long-ass fucking way to get to an ad, is it well, not? I, I can't, I have no concept of time right now. I'm like, fuck. I literally needed you guys to say was, yes, I start eating my food while I'm picking the show, or no, I have to pick the show first, and then I start eating. It was choose that your simple adventure. of an answer. A yes choose, or a no answer. Choose your adventure. And took it down this road. Poor Cam lost 10 minutes of his contract possibility oh, while we were doing Christ. that ad. Not even the ad, the transition. Chop Holy Shop crap. is a wonderful place. It if you're is looking for food, fantastic go food. there. We had it's it for lunch. Amazing. It's great for dinner. You, will you don't love have it. to pick what TV show you no want idea. or listen to Lindsay. Still watch. Also, if your couch is not comfortable or you need to get hooked up with a great recliner, <laughs> hey, more Emma, furniture do you, can do you make have your, a couch? Viewing, <laughs> your viewing. Fuck you. Yeah, I do. <laughs> And what? Not it. Sorry, I'm screaming. I'm gonna calm down real quick. Did I go to Blockbuster, Eli? Yeah, I did. I had a childhood. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> you, you guys have bought like full on yourself Emma today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. Man, but these seats are hella comfortable. They are. they are. So you know, you can spruce up your home during the More Furniture Fall Sale. Morefurniture.com. Plus, you'll receive a $100 gift card. For every $1,000 you spend. Okay, now that you guys know oh about God, Chop Shop and more furniture. I can't wait till games start on Wednesday. Jesus. <laughs> Emma's not we prepared have, for We this. have I'm hit the end of the offseason. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> go, go to kid. Go to kid. <laughs> Emma has a futon that I did. No. No. I have a full-on couch. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the whole show's espo. No. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, but that was hilarious. Oh I'm sorry. That was really funny. <laughs> I have like my smile own right now. furniture, <laughs> bed, everything, guys. My <laughs> bed is my. Hello. No! I'm done. Bring Shane back. <laughs> okay, let's talk about campaign and what needs to be done to oh, get man. campaign back 
into form for the 2022-2023 season. A lot. This is an article that Gerald wrote for gophnx.com, and he goes really into detail with all of the stats, of course, and more quotes and things of that nature. But we're going to give you kind of the cliff notes here. First and foremost, Gerald did ask Monty about this topic specifically just to get his thoughts on what he thinks kind of could be helpful for Cam or what maybe focal points they should be putting all of their eggs into that basket for. And here's what Monty had to say. He had moments last year where he, you know, was a partner in carrying us when Chris was out. Um, I go back to the playoff series versus the Clippers when we played without Chris. He, we don't have campaign. We don't win that series. He had stretches like that last year. Um, I think the one thing that hurt him was the, the makeup of the team. You know, playing with a diving big all of the time, I thought it hurt him. Um, the year before that, he was playing with Dario and Frank, and those guys were popping, and he had some clear lanes to the basket. Last year, I thought he was playing against the crowd. Um, but when you look at it in totality, I thought he had a, a, a good year, not as consistent as he would want. I think he's going to be much better after, you know, some talks that we've had and, and just his focus on both ends of the floor. Like, I've, I've seen him already fighting like heck to get over screens. And, you know, that's that's a guy that wants to do more than just the offensive side. And he, and he, he wants to have a much more consistent year. So quite a few things there that Monty kind of pointed out that could help campaign get back to the campaign that we know and love. We just, did we start the show over? We, the countdown yeah, went to 50 minutes. We gave Cam more time. <laughs> wait, wait, oh, we're we not ready yet. Countdown? Yeah. Oh, well, it's okay. It's okay. We know there's 15 minutes. We, we, we've got we watches got and clocks and phones and all those things. All Monty right. took so long, it just restarted the clock. <laughs> so a lot of the things that Monty had just shared right there in that soundbite are a lot of the things that Gerald kind of dissects within his article. The three main bullet points that Gerald kind of highlighted here are one make open shots obviously that one is pretty self-explanatory <laughs> you kind of need good. to make open shots to be a <clears throat> decent basketball player goes without but, saying but, but, so this is where i feel like this is where i oppose espo but at the same time i kind of i know where he's coming from right his drop from one year to the next was so drastic that it i was. just feel like numbers wise from a statistical standpoint there is an in between somewhere in there, and I think if we get that in between, that's what we—that's like the baseline for a lot of Suns fans is—is is somewhere in the middle. Like he shot, damn, he was like what forty-eight percent. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So field goal percentage, uh, he last year was forty point nine percent. The year prior was forty-eight point four. That's a, that's a. Do you 10 want to talk about open almost. shots though, or wide open threes? The percentage differences between these two years, so it's open or wide open threes. Last year was 34.1%. The year prior was 45.6%. That is drastic. Yeah. But the difference here is if the one year, the, the eight games in the bubble and the, and the finals run year, if that year were more his averages in his career – and he dropped to where he dropped last year, I'd be right th there with you, Saul. But the problem is his career averages were closer to what he did last year in totality 
than anywhere near what he did in his first 82 whatever games with the Suns, the bubble and uh, and that that finals run. So to me, last year was just the real campaign introducing himself to Phoenix. This is I'm a big guy in in believing data, right? And if I have what amounts to six full seasons of data that suggest he's one way. And then one outlier season that says he's a 48% shooter and, and that he's going to shoot well from three. I'm more likely to believe the six years and the fact that this guy was out of the league at when the Suns called him up playing in China, that that's probably more the campaign we're going to see. Now, if you could lift him a little bit, it's okay, but I just I feel like it's more likely the guy that's always been than the outlier. I think I, I I see what you're saying, and I understand like the the track record, but my track record is simply Suns based. And in this in the time he's been with the Suns, he's been better. He's been more better than he has not. Um, you know, but we're getting to the point where you know that's that's going to meet in the middle because of his play. So I, I I tend to think that the eighth game bubble stretch. Where he was, I mean, he was really, really good in that in the in the bubble, and then obviously the year we went to the finals. I want to say it's it's just it's probably a notch or two below that is is the performance that I think we hope we get. Um, and if it gets a little bit better, cool. And but it, it can't get much worse than what he did last year. Especially, mm-hmm. listen, open threes. I mean, that's that's an NBA that's an NBA player's job is to knock those open threes down. That drop is really significant, and so I'm you know I'm hoping that he improves back to where he was and and then we can stop talking about the backup a little bit closer too because and we'll dive more into this after we finish talking about these points within the article because we do have a really interesting kind of thought experiment plan for you guys uh shout out to our friends over in australia for that one but next up in this article things that campaign can do to get back to form is use floor spacers to capitalize on drives now Monty did mention this in the clip that we just played a little bit ago that in his first season, he was playing with Frank Kaminsky and Dario Saric, who, of course, creates space for him. And last year, he didn't have that so much with the centers that he was playing with and JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo a little bit more. Mm-hmm. This year, obviously, we don't really know exactly what Dario's role is going to look like. Maybe a mix of that four or five spot. And then Jacques Landale. But we, Jacques has given us hope, at least, in what we've been able to see from him. Yeah, especially off the bench. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I mean the spacing thing is legit because you know Bismack and and Javel don't give you anything from the perimeter, so they can't space the floor out for shit. Um, so I get that, I do. Uh, and Dario's a, a very good uh, playmaker with the ball. Um, so hopefully with Jacques, and, and Jacques appears to be a similar type of you know at least it, somewhere in the same ballpark as as Dario. So being able to 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 shoot from the perimeter is a big thing. Because it gives you spacing, so that way there's driving lanes and guys have to collapse. And when you kick, then that's when you get those wide open threes. So, I listen. I think that's a that's a legit. I think that's probably the most legit part of this whole thing um, is just the spacing. And listen, when you feel rushed because you know you have bigs that can't shoot from the perimeter and they can't torch you as much as you, then um, you know you you adjust and sometimes you rush and I think that's what happened a lot last year. I think it will help him as a distributor for sure, but I I don't think that's going to help him hit at a higher clip. He had good looks last year. He had those open threes. <clears throat> he got to the basket. He didn't convert there. And while 
it'll be nice to have more ability to distribute. If he can't hit those shots uh, at a higher clip, it's not going to matter if he can kick it out to a guy or not. He has to fix his shot first and foremost for it to be uh, for it to be successful. But yeah, this is more of a second unit that he he thrived with in year uh, in his first year here obviously minus Cam Johnson, uh, than, than it was last year. So hopefully that is part of the key to unlocking. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the third point in the article, find consistency and balance. Again, I think this one you could go and be like, yeah, no duh, yeah, no of shit. course. Yeah. But Good it one, is Gerald. something It is something <laughs> that is important. Like, Who is this guy that wrote this article? It would be – it's – it's much more effective overall from an individual and a team perspective if you are consistent in whatever it is that you bring to the table. When you're super hot, super cold, or the, the classic, when you get too high and you get too low, mm-hmm. you tend to screw things up far more drastically than when you're just even kill. When people know what they can rely on you for, it creates a better environment, not only for yourself, but all of your teammates as well. Why do I feel like you were staring at me directly when you said that? <laughs> because you is were that, staring at is me. That, is that what you're implying no, I am here? Lindsay? not at no, all. No, I, I agree, though. He wore, he wore his emotions on his sleeve, which when it's going well, that's great. Oh, he's the heart of the bench. He gets them fired up. But when it goes south, it goes so south, like in mm-hmm. the playoffs, where you almost can't play him at all. And you can't have drastic swings like that. That's that's just not where you can have athletes that you rely on uh, all the time. So yeah, he needs to he he needs to get that in check as well. Like these are three major things. We go, oh, this is such a simple list, right? But they're the exact things that Cam struggled so damn much with last year. That yeah, duh. This is what he needs to do, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, duh, he didn't get it done. But the, these small things, if you can really hone in on the small, like the basics, you can become so much better. Mm-hmm. You can find just, again, consistency within your game. And that reliability is so much bigger than anything else that you can bring, especially in a backup guard role like campaign, when you have an aging starting point guard like Chris Paul. And that was one of the things. That, so there is a quote in this article from Monty <clears throat> when he was asked about this situation. And Monty said, you know, it's a balance. Like this is where the balance came from, of course, right? The balance of being aggressive, but making sure that everybody else is taken care of on the offensive end. Yes, Cam can score the ball and they don't want to take that away from him. But at the same time, if he's out there with a guy like Cam Johnson or a guy who can roll and pop, Cam Payne also has to be able to take advantage of all of that. Mm -hmm. So that's where the balance kind of comes from. Again, this article over at gophnx.com by our very own Gerald Bourget with far more insight and details. But this leads us to this thought exercise. So our friends... Wait a second. That wasn't a long read for a new ad sponsor with like Calm or something? (laughs) I thought Lindsay was like, if you want to get your mentals stronger... We could we could hit up Calm. Let's hit him <laughs> up. Could. Let's hit him up. Max, put him on the list. Um, Ozzy's Sons Fan Pod talked about campaign recently, and they brought a very interesting thought up. So I'm gonna we're gonna play this clip, and then we're gonna talk about it. Camp, campaign campaign was disappointing last year, no doubt about it. But we are fucking losing our minds over a backup fucking point guard, like. Seriously, guys, what like Mate, doesn't mean he's going to shoot forty three and a half. 
No, I agree. He won't. I'm going under <laughs> with that. I, I don't hey, um... two forty three and a half. <laughs> but who the fuck have we? Who in the NBA has a superstar backup point point guard? Who? Just give me one team. I'm searching. There is none. There's not very well. There's not very many. I should say. You know, we we have this idea that we we kind of had one, but now we don't. And now that's gonna basically cause the entire world to crumble uh, right beneath our feet. But that's not necessarily the case. I mean, Golden State had Jordan Poole as a backup, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you know you go out there and you look at across the league. Tyus Jones is a good backup, but there there aren't very many. And if you want to say Russell Westbrook was a superstar backup. He was never a superstar backup. He was a superstar at one point, and he's not that anymore. So you can say he's a superstar backup, but you'd be dead wrong. First off, mad props to the Aussies who, uh, first entertaining, but also having the balls to drop that many F-bobs with a child drinking a (laughs) bottle on screen as well. We'll go a lot of ways. I don't think we'd quite go there. So tip the hat. You doubt my my Maybe maybe on screen makes it a little different, but we've quite literally had your wife in the chat say, Ro is watching the show and Saul rattled up the You should should probably talk to my kids like anytime. (laughs) I just... I, I respectfully disagree with you, so <laughs> for the first time ever in this show's history, I respectfully disagree. I actually have the list of backup point guards here. Mm-hmm. Boston has Malcolm Brogdon, already better uh, than solid. campaign. Patty Mills for Brooklyn, better. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. in Charlotte, I'm not going to say is better. But Patty Mills had a bad year last year, and he was kind of, he's, <laughs> he's kind of on the downside of his career too. Caruso and Drogic in Chicago. I'm not counting Drogic. Why would you not count Dragic? He's bad. They, they have a second and third string point guard that I'd rather have over. Uh, I would campaign. not want Dragic. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie in uh, in Dallas, if you count Luca as their point guard. Uh, Denver has Ish Smith been there, done that. Don't need it. Uh, well, Jordan Poole, like we talked about. So. T.J. McConnell in Indiana. Yeah, but I think the point is that none of them are like. High end superstars or anything? They're not well, even. They're not, not even high end. You're not going to have a high high end superstar as your, back, as your backup because he'd be a starter somewhere. But that's else. what unless, I'm saying is like unless you you're unless you've drafted one. But I mean, look at how well that played out for the Warriors last year. Yeah, I mean, having yeah. a super solid backup point mm-hmm. guard he's, definitely helps. He's more than solid though. He's yep. way more than solid. Well, yeah. He's he's he could start on any other team in the league. So he's like the anomaly. But, but that's that's kind of the point, right? But you right? won't find that. But if you're willing to pay, if you're willing to go in and pay the luxury tax over maybe pay a guy who is that good to bolster your bench, create that environment where you can have a guy who should be a starter come off the bench for you, that would be a game but, but, changer. But the Warriors didn't even know how good Jordan Poole was until last well, year. they drafted him, though. See, this is where where James Jones's F them kids mentality backfires. Because if you don't draft young guys, you're never going to have be in that situation. But, but they don't but, have a good development program as it is anyway. Well, that's another that's issue. That's another issue. But that we should probably but like, talk about. But that's another, not the point of the question. But, here's more people. <laughs> I'd rather have Jose Alvarado. I'd rather have Markel Fultz. I'd rather have DeAnthony Melton. Like you act as if there's not. Would guys you rather have Markel Fultz? Yes. Like compared to last year's pain, yes. Uh, yes okay, cool. And that's but, what we're talking about here. But I think he's not going to be last yeah, year. Yeah, well, pain. I told you six years okay. of data says he will be. What makes you think that he will not be last year's pain? Because he was so god awful. He was. And I know he heard it. 
he he knows we were all calling we were all not calling him names we were coming after him mm-hmm. like he was playing like dog shit i think he knows that and i think he took this off season seriously probably put in a lot of work that's i'm just gonna assume that because okay pain's my guy i agree i'm sure he did put in a lot of work my biggest concern is that i think for campaign just like i've said with landry shaman i think it's less about ability more about mental strength sure and stamina to be able to withstand the chaos that comes with being an NBA player and an NBA player who was in the league, out of the league, back in the mm-hmm. league, and is now trying to stay in the league. Does he have the mental strength to be able to, when he does have a bad stretch of games, not let that become who he is for the rest of the season? Sure. No, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, and with him, you know, it is a little bit more mental than 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 usual because um, there's just tendencies that he has uh, when when he's not playing at his peak, and they come back to to bite him like later in the game. So I get that, but I think he can overcome that if he just does the things that he did to get back when he came back from China the, in the first place. So you know, sometimes these these players listen. He had a really good year. He got a contract extension. And while we might not think it's like huge comparatively to other guys in the league, for him it was a big deal because he was able to stick around the league or at least get paid for sticking around the league for the next couple of years. And I think there's a there's a human nature tendency to just kind of let your guards up and just kind of relax a little bit. And I think he did that to a degree and it fucked them all up. And he didn't have that hunger about him like he did the first year and a half. I think this is as much on Monty as it is on Cam this year. Monty was the guy that seemed to unlock him in in that bubble and in that in that finals run year. Uh, if it is mental and we hear everything about Monty being a great players coach, being a great motivator. Here you go Monty, like let's uh, let's this could be your greatest achievement is bringing campaign's career back from the dead a second time. But I think that's the thing. I think Monty did what he could do with campaign last year. I think Monty put all his Great. eggs in every basket that he had available to him because it is. look at how many times we talked about why didn't Aaron Holiday get any run? Because Monty had to keep going with campaign because the minute you pull campaign mentally, he's done and but, there's no coming back from that. But also, like he was playing Landry Shaman, or not Landry Shaman, but Alfred Payton. So, look. Well, yeah, but again, either way, like he he stuck with campaign until the very last second that he possibly could. I'm, I'm, right and sometimes it was to the de- detriment of the team. It is painful. To hear you guys bag on Cam like this. I love Cam. I think Cam is a great human being, and I think Cam has the potential to be a good basketball player. But the mental hurdles, I think, are what's stopping him from having that success. I'm going to throw on the tinfoil hat and and go go to my corner. Saul is only saying this because he realizes right now if they give up on campaign, that means Landry Shamit is the backup <laughs> point guard. So Saul will be the biggest campaign fan until they trade for a backup point guard not named Landry Shamit. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> all I know is we shall see on campaign, and we just found out officially because the deadline has come and gone, and we got a Woj tweet that Cam Johnson has not gotten an extension uh, with Phoenix, and then he will head to restricted free agency this upcoming summer. Awesome. 
Hooray! We get so to relive the same crap we did last year. Yay! Right, oh, great. We get two more days of the sun's vibes are awful because they couldn't sign Cam. Obviously, Cam isn't sold on being there. Same old sons. They just can't do it. They don't want to spend the money. <sighs> you know what would really help everybody right now? Oh, geez. Damn, yep. oh, geez. That's right. Y'all knew exactly where we were going with this one. If you guys need to take your mind off of the fact that Cam Johnson did not get an extension from the Phoenix Suns, or maybe you just want to go to bed a little bit earlier today so that you can start fresh again tomorrow, OG's has got you covered with all of their different types of gummies that they offer, including the brand new Sleep Edition gummy. And that one is a two-to-one THC-CBN ratio gummy. And CBN, of course, is the compound that helps specifically with staying and falling asleep. It's also in the aqua berry flavor, which is quite delightful. (laughs) Uh, Highly recommend checking out OGs online at OGsBrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at OGsBrands. Or you can find their products at your local dispensary. But you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Who posted that comment from our account? Uh, Where are the party me. poppers, guys? No celebrations for this one? Yeah, from like Gerald's. <laughs> yeah, Gerald, when we popped. Why we would we do that? Party. Why would we do that for not getting Cam signed? You're fired, Jacob. It's a, it's a joke. Get it? <laughs> no, I don't get it. That's it's why just, non-funny people shouldn't make jokes. It's a terrible joke. <laughs> it's awful. Go back into your Go back to your Jacob. producing. And that's why I make the comments. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why. Oh, Emma just told Boo, you. Boo, Jacob. Boo. Get Wait, so fucked, what exactly Jacob. happened? What I'm confused. So we put so PHNX put a comment in our show <laughs> that was not funny, but trying to be funny. Where are the yes. party poppers, guys? And now we're mad at whoever no did it. It was yes. Jacob. Okay. We know that now. Okay, now Everybody, we, know we knew that when we read it wasn't funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Jacob. Everybody in the chat do it. <laughs> oh no. Well, at least we have somebody to be mad at outside of just the sons for the whole Cam Johnson thing. <laughs> Look, I just it does not surprise me. And hopefully whoever owns this team opens the purse strings next offseason and it's not a wait to match somebody else's offer. Everybody's booing Jacob. Um. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I love the chat. I do love hello saying it was DNVR. It, it was. It was DNVR. They they were adding salt to the, to the wound. Jacob didn't so extend rude. Cam. That's Apple right. Bots or go punch Emma, go punch Jacob. Okay, but <laughs> that's no. your boss. No. I think maybe everything, every time something goes wrong here on this show, we just call it a Jacob. Oh, <laughs> poor Jacob. Oh, man. In all honesty, Jacob is one of the hardest working guys I've ever been around. And I love you. Steve advice. Emma is spicy. Jacob is unfunny. This show was a boucher. <laughs> That's a callback joke, everybody. That's a good one. Okay, Dagoon brought up a good point. Isn't Cam Johnson's agent Book's dad? Yes. Uh, <laughs> He's to hold Melvin back. Booker is one of Cam Johnson's agents. <sighs> I feel like I was I had more faith that it would get done because his agent was Melvin Booker and that the relationship there would be solid enough to have a good amount of of positive negotiations happening behind the scenes. I thought so too. I'm so confused as to why. I I feel like this is when you call, you call your higher up supervisor and you're like, Hey, I need X amount in the account because I got to buy something and they never call you back. Like, I feel like this was 
Who's holding the purse strings right now? Who's really approving four years, 75 million right now? Like you're but trying to sell their money anymore. But, really? But so why not? Why? Because you're trying to sell this team. You're trying to keep the books clean partially too, because you don't want to sell them with inflated salary. Usually what happens in a lot of these sports cases is they offload salary before a sale. Since this thing is so, uh, is so uh, quick that it's going to happen. You won't see that, but it doesn't surprise me that they didn't add another 70, 80 million to the books for four years. while they're trying to sell. I think it's as simple as that. I'm going to go with that. Dagoon also said maybe that's why it didn't get done. They have a gentleman's agreement. I'm going to go with that because it makes me feel a little bit better about the whole situation. <laughs> so that's what we have. That's what we're going with, people. Okay? So nothing to worry about. Everything is really good over here. <laughs> the vibes are immaculate. The vibes are immaculate. <laughs> I promise you, we are in really good hands. Everything's going to be okay. Why don't we sound like we have Stockholm syndrome? <laughs> It'll be okay. <laughs> Everything's all right. <laughs> because essentially we do. We have trauma from past history of being let down over and over and over okay. again when we shouldn't be let down. It's okay. Not just us. No. First, no, it's not just us. First and hand I. experience these two right here. Also from the fan <laughs> perspective too, oh, I, though. I know, but I'm not as jaded as you two. Yeah. Well, it'll be okay. <laughs> it'll be all right. Everything's good. This was a lot of the masters. They're immaculate. Oh, God, they're immaculate. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go now. Oh, Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. Hopefully, we will have some sort of update from somebody from practice tomorrow <laughs> as far as the Cam Johnson extension thing. I'm talking about like Details James right Jones. There. You know. Hopefully, we get somebody to talk to us tomorrow from somewhere. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. I mean, <laughs> we are talking about the sun. So. Gerald did get ghosted. So. <laughs> it's not really that far off as, as God, what all like, goes down I feel like, over there. I feel so. like Gerald was on the show like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay for real for real goodbye everybody we appreciate you until we see you tomorrow you can follow me on twitter at lindsay smith az you can follow gerald at gerald borgay you can follow saul at saul underscore bookman and of course you can follow espo at espo espo take us home just remember i'm not ready to commit to you long term but i would like the option to reconsider it next summer Ahoy, hoy. Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob.